10 takeaways from the Senior Bowl. Ooh, the Senior Bowl happened. And it was fun. Oh, man. We, uh, Cody's the man. Stayed with Cody, Trash Man, and Alex Dunlap from Roster Watch. We had a, 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 a top floor uh, loft where we were broadcasting. If you checked it out last week, it was a great time. Mobile was 70 degrees and sunny. I was coming from the Northeast where it was like 20. So it's just, it was a great time. I loved it. I loved every part of it. And it was different. It was different from the 2020 Senior Bowl. And the biggest difference was the quarterback play. It was just jarring. So that's the first takeaway from the Senior Bowl. We have a, I mean, a nice tight list of takeaways from the Senior Bowl. Uh, we're going to have a very efficient show. I know I say it every time. But no, this time, this time we're, gonna, we're actually going to have a uh, uh, completely and utterly efficient show 10 takeaways and that's a wrap i i know that yes i'm gonna do it right so the first takeaway was the quarterbacks made it more challenging to evaluate the receivers remember in 2020 the last senior bowl i attended who were the quarterbacks it was justin herbert it was jalen hurts it was jordan love and by the way by the way just as an aside just as a just as a, by the way, just as a note, Jordan Love was more impressive as a thrower of footballs at that senior bowl than Jalen Hurts. That's a thing that happened. Okay. I just want to make that is Ask anybody, ask anybody that was, it was totally like, it was crazy. Uh, but it was, there were some, there was some, there was a, a few bad quarterbacks, right? But mostly good, right? And, pushing the ball downfield so uh but not all of them right like i think it was, there was a guy named montez there was a, a a michigan quarterback who was absolutely atrocious but this quarterback group was particularly bad right it was it was uh not good and there was a lot of checking down that was really the big difference was that in mobile in 2020 it was very cold so that was the one another difference but you got to see a lot of downfield throws against uh, elite corners in team drills and in seven on seven, where really you had to only get to see these these you know downfield throws primarily in the one on ones when they would call a deep throw and like that that was the only option, right? But the moment you gave these quarterbacks this week. The practice week, if you gave them an option to check it down to a, a tight end or a running back, they did that. And so guys like Tajay Spears got a lot of work in the passing game. That's one of the reasons. Like That's one of the reasons why Tajay Spears was the MVP of practice week at the Senior Bowl was because the quarterbacks were checking it down like it was their job. So that's takeaway number one. You know, it. It sort of inflated the value of a lot of these running backs in the receiving game as well as the tight ends because that was whenever it was seven on seven or team, if you had to guess where the ball was going, it was going short. Where in seven on seven and team, when Justin Herbert was back there and Jordan Love, they were launching the football downfield. It was really cool. It was that was a really that was a big difference. That was a very noticeable difference of the quarterbacks that were in attendance 
none of them stood out, right? Jaron Hall uh, was probably the best quarterback on the national side, and that's not saying anything whatsoever. He's like a lesser Baker Mayfield, right? Imagine Baker Mayfield at worse in every way. That's Jaron. But but again, he is small, but has moxie and clearly ha- is has courage in the pocket and and will run around and make things happen. But eh, right. And then on the other side, that was the better quarterbacks were on the American team. So if you, if you go to the American team, there was Max Duggan from TCU. Not bad. Uh, uh, but Tyson Badgett, Tyson Badgett from Shepard. I don't know where Shepard is. I didn't know Shepard was a school. Never heard of it. But it's like a Division II school, Shepard. Anytime that you have a Division II player invited to the Senior Bowl, it's noteworthy. So primarily what we're doing when we're looking at running backs and receivers at the Senior Bowl, my reflex response in first instinct is always to go to the players from the small schools, go to the players that were not starters or had injury concerns or injuries that 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 cut their their college career short or even that had to transfer because they were you know, not in a starting position because of the school they ended up going. Maybe, maybe they were behind. You know, there was we've 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 seen this, right? Jamison Williams, <laughs> I mean, he transferred. Uh, so no one was Jamison Williams level uh, prospect, but there were a couple of players that because they transferred from you know more prestigious schools, they were able to get opportunity and then perform well. And so that was interesting to see that. Uh, so those are the types of players you're looking for at the Senior Bowl, where we're sort of this. These are the very best prospects. Don't go to the Senior Bowl, right? Like I just saw, you know, a, a, just a, yet another social media post about Jahan Dotson. But hey, Jahan Dotson, Jahan Dotson, Jahan Dotson's a value. Look at all these plays Jahan Dotson was making. Jahan Dotson looked awesome last year. Jahan Dotson was a senior, but Jahan Dotson didn't have to practice because he was getting whispers in his ear hey john don't worry about it you're going first round buddy like if, as long as you're going say top 60 you're disincentivized to even perform at all at the senior bowl because you want to make sure you don't risk injury and then you have to miss the combine and then your stock is in peril your draft stock is you know in doubt so they they recommend hey as soon as we get the thumbs up that you're at least a first or second round pick you can leave right <laughs> bye Right. So that's what happened to Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce got the word that, hey, you're going to be a mid second rounder. And he was like, I'm out. And Ayuk and Dotson in recent years went to the senior bowl, but they got the word even before practice started that, hey, you're going to be a first rounder, likely, if not early second rounder. So just go ahead and take those shoulder pads off. You're not going to need to practice. You don't want to risk an injury. Fine. Right. So. With those players off the board and all the early declares off the board, the very best players, right? If you're like the top of your position, you're not going to come back for your senior year. It's a very rare thing. What we saw with Chris Olave last year coming out as a senior with his talent profile, that was rare, right? Usually the first, say, three receivers off the board, first couple running backs, these are not seniors. So now already we're dealing with the next tier of talent at the Senior Bowl. But the juniors don't play. Like It's not like there's a junior bowl we could go to. If there was a junior bowl, we'd be there. Oh, my God, I'd love to be there. Superstars. So this is a senior bowl. So you have to just know what you're dealing with. Where's the value? The value is in finding the players 
that for whatever reason could not showcase their abilities to their fullest extent in college. Now, who are these players, right? Who, 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 the top player from the Senior Bowl for fantasy football, right? This is not for, you know, there's a, I'm sure there's plenty of shows out there that cover the NFL draft and they talk about the linemen and the edge rushers and, and who looks narrow, right? And who, who was, oh, this guy was more, looked more narrow than I thought. You know, I don't know. Narrow, whatever. I'm not, that's not my, th- I'm not, right? We're a fantasy football show. Roshan Johnson. Right, Roshan Johnson's been forgotten about, right? He just practiced that one time, and then he hurt his hand. He broke his hand. But just understand, he broke that hand at the beginning of practice, played through it, and at the end he came up and he's like, yeah, something's wrong with my hand. It feels uh, sort of, uh, I don't know, broken. But uh, I'm going to go ahead. My career is on the line here, right? Everything is, is, is happening today. And he was named the player of the Senior Bowl that day. And you know the NFL Network came out and interviewed him right off, right right after practice was over. He was clearly the star of that practice. He was awesome in pass pro, catching passes out of the backfield, exploding through the holes. It's harder to evaluate running backs because it's not full contact in practice. So it's much harder to evaluate running backs when it's not full contact than it is wide receivers. But he didn't leave any doubts. Right. And then you look at it, it's like, okay, this guy's 225 pounds. He's probably going to run a sub four, five forty. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. This, this, this is, this is a top running back prospect. This is a top five prospect, like, period. This isn't, like, you know, uh, at that position. Like, it's, it's not a, I mean, certainly there's going to be people that are not having, you know, Roshan Johnson in their top five, and then that's fine. I believe once the combine happens, and we update our rankings that you're going to see Roshan Johnson go from like the 10 spot to the 5 spot. That's my expectation after the combine. So what we saw at the Senior Bowl was him validating, okay, yes, you know I have the size, and he's out here forcing Keontae Ingram to transfer, right? So that, that Keontae Ingram didn't transfer because of B. John Robinson, Keontae Ingram transferred because of Roshan. If Keontae Ingram thought he was an injury away from being the starting running back for the Texas Longhorns, he would have stayed in Texas. But he saw clearly, okay, not only could I start elsewhere, but I'm the third running back here, and it's not close. I don't have a shot on merit to make it to the RB2 spot because Roshan's too fucking good. Roshan's really good. He deserved more touches, but he was behind Bijan. It should have been a Cadillac Williams, Ronnie Brown touch distribution at Texas, given what we saw from Roshan. Roshan is 225, rocked up athlete with great technique in the passing game and as a pass blocker. It was just very difficult to close your eyes and imagine a running back prospect in this class surpassing him that's not named Bijan, Jameer Gibbs. Kendra Miller, Zach Charbonnet, those three guys, right? I can see those three guys. I'm not even sure, though. We're going to see at the combine. We're going to see what, what, what Zach Charbonnet runs versus how athletic Roshan is. It's going to be very interesting, very intrigued to see what happens there. But now it's still top five, top five running back, right? And uh, the beauty is the hand injury will not prevent him from running at the combine, and it, it shouldn't hurt his draft capital. But... Because there's just less hype, 
fantasy gamers won't be on Roshan. This is he is gonna be the best value in rookie drafts. That's my prediction. That's my prediction. I mean, imagine imagine what would have happened with Miles Sanders had he and Saquon Barkley graduated in the same draft class. Right? We he would have gone through the process as this anonymous player, just like Roshan Johnson has been thus far, and then suddenly, oh no, now I'm on NFL Network. Oh, I had this one opportunity. I broke my hand, and I said, absolutely not. I'm not going to tell anybody about it. I'm not. Gonna, this is my moment. I need to seize it. I'm going to play through the pain. So, whoa, right? So, I'm currently in a mock right now. My first mock of the year. My first best ball mock. And I will be drafting Roshan Johnson. Okay, I can tell you that right now. That's 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 a hack. Like you find who the, the top running backs are, and you get them in these way too early best ball drafts. Roshan for sure. So underdog, just just watch out. You know, underdog last year. Remember they had the, the rookies and sophomores, and the promo code there is Underworld. You get an instant deposit match. You put in a hundred, you get another hundred. So you take that two hundred, and then you can enter a whole bunch of best ball drafts. And I'm sure you'll you'll draft even more. Underdog so fun. Roshan Johnson is my my first player that I would say just circle that guy and make sure you're getting him I would say two rounds ahead of ADP just to make sure you lock him in and then Tajay Spears is another one right Tajay Spears in these underdog best ball drafts again the promo code is underworld to get uh, a uh, double your deposit up to 100 bucks it's a pretty amazing offer Tajay Spears got himself drafted in the first day and in the second day Tajay Spears got himself drafted in the first half of day three. And that's a big accomplishment. You see the players that went in the fourth round last year. We're talking about Damian Pierce, Zamir White. So quality running backs, like a Georgia back and the running back that was the star of the senior bowl, right? Look, look where Damian Pierce went with the 402. So I expect Spears to go in that Damian Pierce and later zone somewhere between Damian Pierce and let's say Zamir White in the fourth round Roshan I expect to go like a tier earlier so I would expect Roshan to go between Antonio Gibson who was the running back star of that 2020 senior bowl and Damian Pierce so the stars of the senior bowl in recent years they've gone either third round or early fourth round and I think that's where where Roshan's going to go but because of the injury, then Spears picked up where he left off, and then he was the star at the running back position. There were these uh, delayed handoffs where he exploded through the hole, and no one touched him. Like the difference is when there's when it's not full contact. It's like all you need to do is is stop the momentum, hold up the running back as a defender, and and you're essentially winning. No defenders could do that. The linebackers, they, they could not hold him up. They could not, in many cases, even touch him. He was so agile. There is a, a clip that I shared on my Twitter, at Fantasy underscore Mansion, where it showed just a, just a, just a, you know, where he, he completely depleted the defender with his moves, right? With his just, just, just skated right out of him, right? Just skated him right into the ice. It was amazing. I'm super happy for Tajay Spears. Now, the reason why he was at the Senior Bowl surprising a lot of people was because we didn't know what to think because, yes, he was productive at Tulane in spurts, but this is between various knee injuries. So he's had multiple knee injuries. When I interviewed him, he said, knee's great. 
It's perfect, right? So he had a he had a a rehearsed answer to that. The knee is perfect, Podfather. I was like, okay, okay, right, all right. Your knees feel good. Everything feels good health wise. Everything feels great. Okay, good. great, great, great. Now, Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed would be the third player that I am prioritizing in best ball. The guy that I want to get uh, in rookie drafts. It's interesting in that he's not the type of player that I, I tend to gravitate to because he went to Michigan State, right? There, there wasn't there, there wasn't big injuries that were preventing him from putting up numbers, right? But what did he do? Well, in this one one year in 2021 where he had the full season, had over 100 targets his junior year, over 1,000 yards, 17-plus yards per reception, and you know the the target share was never incredible, but he was a special teams monster. So he put up fifteen hundred plus yards on special teams. So and he transferred from Western Michigan. That's what held him back, right? That's why he's going to be relatively old. He's twenty two years old because he transferred from Western Michigan. So even there, right? Even there, who are the players we're looking for? We're looking for players that, for whatever reason, either they transferred, got injured or were stuck behind superstars, you know, did not have the normal three-year career that would lead you to coming out early. There has to be a reason, right? If there's no reason, if you're just playing all four years and you're coming out, that's a red flag. If you're coming out as a senior for a reason, and actually Jaden Reed did have a reason, so that's interesting. Um, I know that he played three years at Michigan, but one of the at Michigan State, but one of those was also the COVID year. He only played seven games, and then he had a he had a breakthrough 2021, and uh, you know he actually regressed last year, and so that that should hold back his ADP. So I'm actually excited to draft him because I know that's going to hold back his ADP. So what? And right, I, I don't care. That's why we go to the Senior Bowl so we can have a full appreciation of players like Jaden Reed was separating deep he was squeezing the football deep so he was an order of magnitude more impressive than any other receiver there now you might say well what about nathaniel dell nathaniel dell was super impressive nathaniel dell was the 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 buzz of the senior bowl right he was the most buzzworthy player there and he's 5'8 and he's 163 there just are not a lot of good comps for Nathaniel Dell. He's a great guy. Talk to him. Fantastic dude. So people are projecting their 40 times for us. Give us your best 40 time projection. Uh, I believe in manifestation. So I'm going to say 435. 435. Ooh, okay. So you had the best practice of all the wide receivers yesterday. And it's proven because I talked to some corners and they said that you were the hardest to cover. How do you feel about that? I never try to get too high, get too low. You know, I try to stay level-headed. So I, I still got to go out there today and prove myself again. So I don't really, you know, I, I feel that I'm thankful for them saying that, but I still got to go prove myself again. Yeah, I, I think you made a lot of money yesterday. You know that, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, I just can't, mm, can't do it. I can't do it. A lot of the way we value players is based on historical comps. Like, oh, this player is similar to Pierre Garçon and Roddy White. We don't have any players that have been successful in the league that are similar to Tank Dell. And he has a, you know, a sort of ironic nickname, Tank Dell. He's anything but a tank. He's super tiny. 
And like he's not even as built as, say, Wandale Robinson. Wandale Robinson's five, but he's like 5'8", 190. Like he's built a little bit more like a running back. And it's like, okay, I, I can kind of see how, how this uh, could work in the NFL, right? And then Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown, 165, but he's 5'10", and he was a first-round pick. So if Nathaniel Dell is 163 pounds at 5'8", uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. What I can tell you is I won't be drafting him. I won't be drafting him in rookie drafts because you're chasing an outlier. You're hoping that this guy can break through and set a new precedent for future comps. Great. I, I hope he does. Right. He was the most agile wide receiver out there. Uh, he was catching more passes. He was making more plays than anybody else. Right. Even Jaden Reed. But Jaden Reed reminded a lot of people of, you know, some cross between Antonio Brown and T.Y. Hilton. And he's he's bigger, right? He's 190 pounds. And, and you can really see it, right? And, and with all that special teams ability, it just kept coming back to Antonio Brown. It's like, what you can't go to Antonio Brown. Like, they're both from Michigan, but it's like, you know, Michigan schools, best case scenario comps like that are always sort of comical. But it was... Knowing his special teams production and the and his play style, it was actually it was it was it was hard to find a better comp than Antonio Brown. We, I was talking to Cody about it. He said Antonio Brown. Then I asked Alex Dunlap. Then he said Antonio. Brown. I was like, man, this is this is amazing. I'm really excited about this guy. So that's that's why we're going to be higher on Jaden Reed than uh, Nathaniel Dell. I know it's disappointing to many of you that just want to get behind like the he's going to be athletic too. That's the thing. Nathaniel Dell was a prolific producer at Houston, of course, right? The air raid Houston offense, and he's fast and he's got incredible. He's going to have like 95th percentile plus agility and the, the tape he put down at the senior bowl was outstanding. But our process is if there are no historical comps, we don't want to be the first out of the shoot and 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 bet on an outlier. I don't know why you would do that. It just there's no reason to be out ahead of consensus on a guy like that if there's no precedent. That's it. That that's how I feel. And that's been our process for many years and and we've been very successful with this. So, yeah, if I had to if I had to pick like if you're going to buy stock in a player, you know, on on platforms like Prediction Strike, Prediction Strike treats players like stocks and the promo code there is Underworld and you get a free player share with a $20 deposit. You're better off investing in wide receivers. They tend to have higher peaks and longer careers. So if there was a player to invest in, it wouldn't be Nathaniel Dell. It would absolutely be Jaden Reed on Prediction Strike. Again, the promo code is Underworld, and you get a free player share with a $20 deposit. And uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of investing in rookies. They get inflated on, on platforms like Prediction Strike. But if you're careful and you pick the right discount rookies at the right positions like Jaden Reed that's where you can make some money now the top five players I think are pretty clear it's Roshan Johnson it's Tajay Spears it's Jaden Reed it was Nathaniel Dell and then for fantasy for fantasy I like Eric Gray Eric Gray didn't necessarily wow everybody in the way that Spears and Johnson did but he was super solid he had a, a productive career at uh, OU. 
He was behind a bunch of other players. Why Kennedy Brooks was playing over him is a big question mark. His pass protection was abysmal. So that might have been a that might have been a reason why he just lost the faith of the coaches in pass protection. I don't know exactly, but he was you know super uh, athletic. He was agile, explosive, all the things you're looking for. And in particular, I didn't see him dropping any passes. I just saw him get blown up in pass protection a bunch, and that was just he's smaller, but he's big enough, right? He's two oh five. He's big enough, and so I, I think I, I I can see him being a satellite back plus and and in PPR leagues being a a real producer. So that's why you would prioritize a guy like that if you were creating a rankings list for fantasy. I'm gonna I'm gonna rather have a guy like Eric Gray than the other receivers. Like you have Reed and you have Dell and and they were the clear winners from the senior bowl. But then there's also say Michael Wilson. Right? Michael Wilson was trapped in an anemic offense at Stanford. He Never really broke out in a big way, but he has the body, right? He has the, the 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 size that puts him at the center of the bell curve, where he's you know six foot, two oh eight, six one, two ten. We'll see where where exactly he measures out at the combine, but he, man, that guy had the quickest feet. I would say, well. Nathaniel Dell was so good. It's just he's, in every way. It's like you can't say he had the quickest feet because Nathaniel Dell had the quickest feet. And you can't say he made the most plays because Nathaniel Dell made the most plays. But I also remember James Prochet at the 2020 Senior Bowl. And when you're going up mostly and being evaluated in seven on seven and one on one drills, the smaller receivers have an advantage. The quarterbacks have no nothing interfering with their sight lines. So. It just makes sense that these slot receivers, especially in this senior bowl where there were so many checkdowns, they would just get fed, right? Prochet even was getting fed at the senior bowl because he had he had this short area quickness, but didn't really translate to the NFL. <sighs> Dell is gonna translate much better than Prochet. He's gonna <sighs> way better than Prochet. But that's still the cautionary tale. And it's still the, the context you need to watch these players and like, okay, wow, this guy, he looks so great. It's like, yeah, he looks so great in one-on-ones and seven-on-seven. But in an actual game, is he's not going to be able to assert himself in the way that a bigger receiver would. And then what happens? Oh, Michael Wilson in the actual senior bowl scores a touchdown. And he was probably the, the most consistent, solid receiver. And I put him number three, right? So clearly it's going to be Reed and Dell on most people's lists. Then on my list, for my top ten guys... It's got to be Michael Wilson. And then Dontavian Wicks. Dontavian Wicks, man, that guy. That guy improved throughout. I love to see guys improving throughout, right? And then it's like, oh, well, you know, he, he, he was at Virginia. What, what, was the, what was the problem, right? Why, why didn't he do better at Virginia? Well, he only played three years at Virginia. He didn't play in his 2020 season. He only played three games in 2019. So he you know, didn't get a lot of opportunity and then what happened, right? What happened? So he comes out of complete nowhere in 2021, puts up over 1,200 yards on 21.1 yards per reception with a 60% catch rate. The guy was awesome. And then was terrible last year. Like a 41% catch rate, only played in eight games. Nobody knows what happened. I asked him. It's unclear, right? It, it, had he built on that 2021 season, 
then everyone would have been wait, waiting to see him, and he might not have even practiced, right? He might have been a, he might have been the Brandon Ayuk of this class, but he did because he 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 were super regressed. So you have these players that regress, like wow, right? It's like how is this possible? Reed was dominant as a junior. Wicks dominant as a junior. I gotta go to the Senior Bowl and see if there was some extenuating circumstance that might have led to that regression. And then sure enough, Wicks, Wicks was excelling against the better corners, the corners on the American side. He struggled to adjust early to how physical those corners were, and then he just kept getting incrementally better throughout the week, and he was super impressive. He's, he's dude, I, I think he's going to have a high dog rating on Cody's dog. He, 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 is, he is a grinder, and he has the body, man. 6'1", 205, right? That's, he's a lot of comps. So when the, when the, when the athleticism comes in, we're going to be able to see the comps and we're going to have a, a very uh, sort of uh, solid foundation from which to project this player. There is not a solid foundation to project Tank Dell. That's the difference. That, that's the best way I can explain it to people. Rashi Rice, number eight. I, I interviewed Rashi Rice and he, he mentioned that uh, he, he knew Emmanuel Sanders. I said, hey, do you know Emmanuel? Do you remember Emmanuel Sanders? Emmanuel Sanders is sort of a, a boomer reference. Were you alive when he was at SMU? Or do you remember him with the Steelers? ESPN body issue, like eight pack, right? And he was like, I, I, don't know, I don't know anything about that. He's like, I don't know anything about, I don't know anything about that. But I do know that uh, I broke all his records. So <laughs> I was like, okay. That's good. All right. That's cool. You're in the same class of wide receiver from SMU as Emmanuel Sanders. Do you know Emmanuel Sanders? Yes. Is that like a boomer reference? Uh, no, nah, I know Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, I broke his record in my last game. Yeah, that's how he knows Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders is also a great six-pack. He actually had an eight-pack. Yeah. You yeah. said he got eight. <laughs> yeah, Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, he was on like, he was on like the ESPN body issue. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know nothing about that. Great body, Emmanuel Sanders. And he's another guy that improved throughout the week. There was talk that he, if he had a good first day, that he was going to go home, right? That ended up being Puka Nakua. Uh, I don't understand. I didn't think Puka Nakua excelled to, to that level. But Puka Nakua is this year's Alec Pierce. Got word that he's going to go in the second round, and that's it, right? So that's a takeaway. That's a takeaway. Puka Nakua is going second round, and he's this year's Alec Pierce. But he's not on my list because I didn't see enough of him to get excited. It wasn't like a Roshan Johnson situation where everyone's like, oh, my God, Puka Nakua, oh, my God, after day one. No, I didn't see enough. He's not on there. No, I got to see more. Rashi Rice dominated in the red zone. He's bigger, right? He's He's got the say. He's 6'2", 200-plus pounds. He was, again, record-breaking at SMU. So he had all those things. And then you, you didn't, you're like, he didn't fire in the first couple first couple practices. Then at the end of the second practice, you start to see him coming on, making plays, and then he dominated in the, the the Thursday drills. So he came on, right? He came on. I think he secured the second round draft capital. Everyone expected him to. He was number one on a lot of people's lists as the the wide receiver to watch, and then he got supplanted by a bunch of these other guys that, like I said, for whatever reason, they weren't teed up for success in college the way he was. Trey Palmer looked good. Trey Palmer. Is interesting. I talked to Trey Palmer. He he believes he's going to run a four two, which is amazing. He's a cool guy, and if he runs a four two, I mean, on our on our player pages, the Trey Palmer player page, he had ninety six percentile agility at, in high school, and he was a special teamer at LSU. 
And then because of Kayshawn Butte, he was like, listen, I got to transfer. I'm going to go to Nebraska. So he ends up just transferring out of LSU. Uh, he had, uh, what, 30 catches in 10 games at LSU in 2021. Not horrible. But then, boom, explodes for over 1,000 yards and 32.7% uh, target share at Nebraska. Incredible. And he has over 500 special teams yards in his career. So he has you know enough size, six foot 180. But he's 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 got to run fast. He says he's going to run fast. If he runs fast, and he made plays at the Senior Bowl, and and there's a rationalization for why he didn't necessarily break out all over the place in college at an early age, I like him. I like him. I'm projecting the speed, and, and I love the special teams. Trey Palmer from Nebraska told Alex Dunlap from Roster Watch that he's going to run a four-two. Yeah, that ain't a rumor. That's true. That's going to happen. He and Jaden Reed have some similarities there. They both transferred. They both great on special teams. Jaden Reed a little bigger, a little bit better playmaker, but they're similar guys. They're pretty similar guys. Uh, Trey Palmer just just not quite as good. And then the final guy to talk about, we got to talk about Luke Musgrave. Luke Musgrave is going to come in fast. He's the nephew of Bill Musgrave, whatever that's worth, right? Uh, he has a mustache, which is amazing. So I just love mustaches, and I love big athletic tight ends that make plays. So I'm super excited for uh, Mr. Luke Musgrave. He's the one tight end to watch. I mean, Cody likes uh, Brandon Willis from uh, Oklahoma because he was a blocking tight end, and it wasn't used as a receiver as much. But he did look good as a receiver. So that's another. Re that's a great example of a guy where. It, his role in college was not to get fed targets. So you have no choice but to go to the senior bowl to try to evaluate a guy like that. And then I think he exceeded expectations. I think he got himself drafted in the fourth round. And that's all you can hope for. That's why the senior bowl exists. That's why we go to the senior bowl. We love the senior bowl. And I love mustaches. That is all. And I love mustaches. That's true. That's going to happen.